house. Well, Harry and I just grabbed the van, swung through the trees, and over the tar pits and found the jungle treasure. It was really neat. If you haven't met Pitfall Harry, you're missing the year's most incredible video game adventure. Pitfall for the Atari 2600 and in television. Since I met Pitfall Harry, no other man will do. Pitfall, designed by David Crane for Activision. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Wes. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Carlos. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? They got your weekend beat covered. And you? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 221 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolachai, and my co-pilots this evening, the young, the restless, the person that's not here. This might be Boo's first time not being on a Sith List podcast. I'm not 100% sure on that. Don't quote me on that. But I think he has been gone, but he's been at hotels and stuff like that. I don't think he's ever missed one. So we're going to miss you, Boo. We're not going to miss your Naboos, though. But I think he called last minute and left a text message with a, with a voicemail on his <sighs> text message. Yeah, King Tom. You thought you were scot-free, but we're not. The man we call Crunch Crunch, Mr. Les Gonzalez. How you doing, Les? I'm doing good. Great. Yeah. <laughs> The man who was really happy for a second, but then went to shit really quickly after that. <laughs> Mr. King Tom Chansky, how you doing, buddy? I was looking forward to a whole week free of the vexation of Naboo. <laughs> vexation of Naboo. The man I call El Hombre, Mr. Eric Schrothers. How you doing, buddy? Fine. We are all so excited to be on the <laughs> I'm great, buddy. <laughs> I'm super awesome. And hey, a huge happy birthday to you, my friend. Happy, oh, yeah. happy, thank you, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Araj. Thank you. This is the first time recording on my birthday, mm. and this is the first time ever that nobody else is in the Sith Lair with me. That's really interesting, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Lorena man. felt so bad. She's like, do you want me to fill in for Boo? Oh, well, I don't want to do that to you. But how? how uh, well, that, that would have been like a birthday present to us. I mean, maybe maybe I'll get her to come in a little bit later. I don't know if she'll want to sit through all the weekend geek. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She watched This Is Us last night. We both did, and she's still traumatized by the season premiere. How's everybody doing? Everybody good? I mean, everybody sounds very uh, excited and pumped up to record this episode. So on my birthday, so I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Work's busy. Uh, really looking forward to next week. The Mando, definitely looking forward to that. But also next week and just... Things progressing, hopefully. <laughs> right. Next next Tuesday, I think uh, you're talking about, correct? I think he's more talking about, like, probably Thursday. <laughs> yeah, probably Thursday. He's talking about next month, maybe. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've had, Sometime uh, in December. 
I've had two presidential election nights where I started around noon and then didn't leave work until at least six the next morning. I'm expecting a night like that. Yeah. No, I am too. How about you, uh, Les? How you doing? Everything doing good? Great. Yep. Everything's good. Mr. Struthers, you doing okay? Buddy, if things got any better, I would crap. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but <laughs> the band playing gigs, haven't gotten COVID yet. So that's, that's pretty sweet. Fantastic. And, you know, keep on rocking in the free world, right? Hey, as uh, Neil Young once said. Yeah. That's a staple in a Pearl Jam show too. They play that at the end. They uh, cover it. I used to sing that song in a cover band and I wish I, I used to have a recording of it up on my old MySpace page. Remember talking about that? Yeah. Because I, mine was an artist page and so it's still there, but you can't get any of the audio, which sucks because apparently that was the only backup I had of it, but it was Uh. me. We were a power trio and we played rocking in the free world and I sang it and dude, the verse. That's one more kid who will never go to school, never get to fall in love, never get to be cool. Yeah. Dude, that is heavy stuff it's when you really, really cool. think about what mm-hmm. that means and how easy it is to be dismissive of people and right. to think about that good night. But but anyway, yeah, I'm doing great. Such a great freaking song. Well, I'm glad. And thanks to everybody that sent uh, happy birthday wishes on Twitter and Facebook and all that Instagram. It was so cool and so awesome to to wake up and see all those messages is really, really cool. Really appreciate it. And I had a good day today. I got to watch all of Mandalorian. I took Eric's advice from last week and I watched every single Mandalorian episode and it was fan-fucking-tastic. It was so great. God, that last episode, when Mando, I mean, we're going to get into the Star Wars stuff right now, but IG-11 and Mando, when Mando doesn't want him to go and detonate himself, difference between the beginning of the show and his attitude towards droids and the love he has for this droid, and he keeps trying to tell him, no, don't do it. Oh, just such a great scene. Yeah. The interplay, the humanity oh. they brought to IG-11, especially with like the year's central processing unit is damaged. Ooh. And he's like, yeah. I was trying to bring levity to the situation <laughs> to ease you. You're, so it's like, oh man, that's that's good stuff. I wish he was going to be in the next episode. but I know, I do too. Be. I, do, I do too. When he says that, Pedro Pascal does like a little chuckle, like like... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like while he's dying, pretty much he's like laughs. Oh, it's so good. The the acting between both of them, the one's a CGI character and one's a guy with a helmet on, but the emotions you can see on both, it's just crazy. Ah. Yeah. But yeah, that was my birthday today, so it was great. And I ended it with a double Western bacon cheeseburger from Carl's Jr. because nice. it's one of my favorite burgers ever. Noah, I know that you're still on the what a burger kick. By the way, thank you, Noah. Thank you, Corey. If you've listened to. Excuse me. If you watch or listen to Kessel Run Radio, I'm dying here. It's all those birthday beers, Burp. Oh, it's the burgers and beers. If you've watched Kessel Run Transmissions lately, they've plugged our podcast and our YouTube channel. They literally put our whole breakdown of the Mandalorian first look that wasn't a first look that was a trailer, but wasn't. They put that whole thing on during their whole mm. broadcast. And it was really nice. And Claire Shribling was on and they said some really, really nice words. So thank you guys. We really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. You guys could check out Kessel Run Transmissions. It's our time to plug you guys. They're fantastic. Corey and Noah, you guys are awesome. You know, those dudes are good, but there's something about Claire. I don't know if you were aware of this, but she rules. Just in case. She does rule. Stribs is the best. She's awesome. And we got to yeah. have her back on. 
All right, let's give uh, out the shenanigans. Check us out on the Sithless on Network. You can listen to the entire Sithless catalog and you can check us out on video in the flesh and blood. Well, not really flesh and blood, but on video on our YouTube channel. You go on our YouTube channel, subscribe. Appreciate it. We have one person that's on there that constantly within 30 seconds puts a thumb down on us. So for you, fuck off. I don't know well, who you are. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry, Rush. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Boo. I say fuck off to Boo. Let me just say this. Mm. If the person who's doing that is listening right now, seriously, thank you. Because all engagement on any That's video true. posted throws it up in the rankings. But hey, downvote know- it all you want. Get all your friends <laughs> and downvote them. Because you know what happens? It gets thrown up to the top of the list on YouTube yeah. and people will go click on it. Does that count as a sponsorship if we're living rent free in someone's head? <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. it does. It definitely does. Well done. They are taking care of us for sure. Yes. Yep. <laughs> We're somebody, somebody's our sugar daddy. That's right. <laughs> You're making sure we are all good. For the people that are subscribing, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. And those people that are putting the thumbs up, we appreciate you too. And I guess we appreciate the one one person that's putting the thumb down too. Send us emails, the Sithlets at gmail.com. Go to the Pot It Forward page where you can click on amazing, amazing podcasts on there. And that is the shenanigans for the week. Let's get into some box office. Number one, Honest Thief. Liam Neeson, still number one. Two weeks in a row. Well done, Liam Neeson. Well done, Qui-Gon. Honest Thief made $2.4 million. The War with Grandpa, $1.9 million. Tenet. Fuck Tenet. Made $1.3 million. Empty Man, which I have no idea what that is, $1.3 million. Nightmare Before Christmas re-released, 577000 so that's your top six, I believe. I just read off five or six. And anybody watch anything this week? I watched Borat. And wow. I will just say, wow. Is the magic gone? No, here's the thing. I was very nervous because I, that's exactly what I was thinking, that I'm not going to find this funny. It's not that I found a lot of things funny. I found a lot of things amazingly disturbing about some people that live in this country because it exposes, and that's his whole main goal, is to expose what people are are thinking about and what their views are. And wow, man. And a majority of it, you could tell people didn't know who the hell he was. He would go in there with a camera and his fictional daughter and he would tell them pretty much that he's doing a documentary about his first time him and his daughter coming to the United States. So they didn't know it was Borat. But the things that people say, the stuff that comes out of their mouth, Les came over and we watched it together. You literally have to look away. They're so bad. But just, oh, it's just crazy. But it was well done. There's actually a storyline comes together at the end. It's clever. And it's just as crazy as the first Borat. Any examples you want to give us? I don't know if I can give an example. It's just... uh, there's, there's uh, one that's been making the rounds on Twitter. That's the least. There's of, a cringy, really cringy one. Really? There's a father-daughter yeah. father dance, and oh. one of the fathers and Borat are basically shooting the shit, and the father says one. something about Borat's daughter, and his daughter overhears it and just leans over to her dad and just goes, that's fucking gross. You're fucking disgusting, dad. You're fucking disgusting, dad. Right. He's just standing there like, just embarrassed and like, embarrassed and like I was joking, but he to, wasn't trying to joking. Play it off, it, yeah, it, yeah. Borat just he sets oh. people up so hard. That's just, really bad. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, Dude. but the Giuliani one is really terrible. Really, really terrible. 
he can say all he wants that he was just sticking his hand down his pants to tuck his shirt back in. But there's no well, reason after he, he tried making a feel for her ass, right? In not, front not only a feel for ass, there was no reason that he should have been in that room with oh, her. Yeah. They were in a totally different room. They were drinking together. It was, it's just, a, it was a bad show for, for Rudy <laughs> and he got caught up and uh, yeah, whatever he says doesn't justify what he was doing. That's just one example. There's all, all kinds of other things that people that aren't famous that you see how they behave and it's just terrible. Yeah, I haven't watched anything that wasn't made like after 2014 or so. <laughs> We're in the middle of yet another community breeze through oh. and really enjoying that. And uh, yeah, we went. Yeah. I went to get pizza the other day and uh, there's an episode where they create six <laughs> alternate timelines because okay. they roll a die to determine who has to go down and get the pizza. And the one character, Britta, she does this random thing where she's like, pizza, pizza, go and tummy. Me so hungry. Me so hungry. And Amanda hates it because <laughs> it happens over and over again because it's the same scene played out with just slight changes. Right. And so I'm heading to get pizza. And I said to Stella, listen, when I get back, and I say, hey, guys, I'm home with the pizza. What I need for you to do is blah and blah. And I like showed her the little dance and everything. She's like, OK, because that was part that was contingent on whether or not I was going to get right. breadsticks as if she would come through with that. Oh, OK. Mm. Well, do you guys have little Caesars where you're at? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Hot everywhere. and ready, right? Hot and yeah, ready. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> that is blatant false advertisement. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> because I waited for 30 minutes. To oh. get a pizza I had already paid for. And I felt bad because the guy told me flat out it was him and the girl who took my order in the place. That was it. So either screw the employees who didn't show up or screw the management who won't schedule more people than that. Right. But so 30 minutes later, I finally get home and Stella stabs me in the back and does not do the oh. pizza pizza in my tummy. And so I got Henry to do it. And it wasn't the same because he was so proud of himself. He was laughing really hard the whole time. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Mm. It, it was still worth it. The Little Caesars at your place, if you order online, do they give you a code and you just walk in and press the code and, and grab them? You know, I can't remember what the score is with that. The thing, the place is seriously like four blocks from my house. I'm just so used to going up and hitting the drive through and... You know, it's going to be a drive through, drive through, drive through. We don't have drive through little Caesars. Not at all. Holy yeah. I don't think we have a, a single drive through pizza. That is all. the best thing I've ever heard. Well, yeah, it would be either. when the, when the system works correctly. Oh, but yeah. Okay. Usually, man, you go and you pull up, you say, you know, a sausage and a pepperoni out. It comes and off you go. And it's great. That's fantastic. For Ooh. us, we order online on our phone. They text you a code 7422. You walk in, there's a pretty much like a, a warmer that's locked. You put a code in, you opens up, you get your number and you, you take off. That's but they never, ha but they never have them ready, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like hot mm -hmm. ready. They're never in there when you walk in. So, well, I had said something along the lines of, you know, they're hot and ready versus reality is like when you go out on a super hot date night with your wife and you come home and the kids are awake and mm. wound up and not going to bed for the next five hours. That's, the hot and ready right there. <laughs> so, yeah. Les, you said, you, I think we talked and you said you were watching Barbarians or did you start that or what? Yeah, I started watching that. I'm three episodes in. It's interesting. It's not great, 
it's pretty good, but it's something that if you get into it, just watch it. It's still pretty cool. It's told from the German side. Well, I watched the pre- less. I watched the preview, and visually it looks great. And then the only thing that threw me off that it's dubbed, and the dub was completely oh. off from the. You know how bad dubbing throws you off, and that's what it looked like. It looked like yeah. really bad dubbing. Is it German? I think so. All right, so now that we've uh, talked about stuff that we watched, Kylo, take it away. It's time for Eric's Star Wars Report. Boy, oh boy, sir. First of all, as we're recording this, we're two short days away. Well, actually, one day and some change away from season two of The Mandalorian on Disney Plus starting up. And so earlier this week, we had the very first of what I believe to be nine Mando Mondays where they, uh, you know, have an event and they announce here's some product that you can buy or pre-order. <laughs> None of it's ready to buy right now, but you can't really pre-order it unless you're a computer program. Then you can pre-order everything you want. But it was pretty <laughs> cool, man. They had some neat stuff come out and, you know, just in time for Christmas, getting all this stuff going. They, you know, you had your typical debacle of like specifically Target. They're always the tough ones because they get the best exclusive merch. Right. And uh, yeah, it goes up for pre-sale. And just I'll give you like my own personal example. You know, I have a Target account. I use my Target red card. I have all my data saved on there. Boom, boom, boom. Got the thing in the cart. Don't even try to see if I can get two of them. Head straight to checkout. All of this takes maybe 20 seconds at the most. And it went from having one in my cart two gone and no. uh, sold out before mm. i would say it was definitely before th- it was so it was 3 p.m my time Ugh. i think so it was 3 p.m and 40 seconds and they were all gone that's crazy yeah dude and you know it's hard because you want the stuff but at the same time it's it's uh, <laughs> I, I was talking to our buddy steel about how I had pre-ordered this one thing and then I canceled it because it's like, I really can't afford 350 bucks for this thing. And then I was lamenting it and he says, you should listen to the bad motivators there. They got a guy on there who's been talking about how he has too much stuff. I'm like, how dare you, sir? Throw my own <laughs> that is true. At me. But it was a cool event. Now you can take this or leave it. There was zero mentions of Gina Carano. I was going to ask video. you because I haven't seen it yet. I watched the preview and there was no mentions of her. They didn't even show her character. Like nothing, huh? Well, they showed the figure, I think. Okay. But they didn't mention her by name. I don't even think they said her character's wow. name. I could be wrong because I didn't watch it that tight. But yeah, mm. she was not on there. Uh, but yeah, that's that's interesting. I feel like... Mm. Man, what... <laughs> she... We'll find out if there's nine episodes and we see that she's really in it very minimally. That's not a good sign for her. Yeah. Uh, there's a, I can't remember if it was a sideshow six scale or if it's a hot toys mm-hmm. six, uh, but you know, super accurate, right? There's a, yeah. there's a, uh, uh, Cara Dune figure coming out and like they nailed the details and the ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Anyhow, Mando Monday. It was cool. And, you know, it's cool to see how excited people are about this. Yeah, really cool. And I mean, because we, like you said, we just finished rewatching 
season one. And oh my gosh, it, it it's so easy to forget how great it was. Mm-hmm. And speaking of how great it is, right? Bryce Dallas Howard, perhaps you've heard of her. Yeah. S- star of, you know, dinosaur movies all around. Mm-hmm. She, I think it was on her Instagram, was talking about how she cannot wait for people to see this. And, you know, she talked about how that it was a year ago. Okay, here, I got it right in front of me. She said, a year ago, before anyone knew about Baby Yoda, it was the most difficult secret in the world, and we were all bursting. I feel just as giddy, eager, and desperate for everyone to see what we've been cooking up this season of The Mandalorian. There's so much to look forward to. Thank you, Disney+, Plus, Lucasfilm, and most of all, Eric Strathers. Uh, for <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. The rest of that doesn't matter, but... But yeah, man, that's cool to see how wound for sound she is for it. Because, you know, when the creators are excited, that's yeah. that's exciting. That's a good sign. Yeah, it is. That's it a really great sign. Is. And I mean, we're all, I can't imagine them being able to do anything that would top that reveal of that baby. <laughs> but more power to them. Only thing yeah. I can think of, it would be the crazy rumor that Luke is in it somehow. I think that would be a... Holy crap moment. Here's the deal. I know we've heard the, the, the that walks the, fi- the fake line. rumors, the fake but, rumors. Well, no, no, that walks a fine line between is that a rumor or is that just something, a theory that people want so yeah. bad that somehow it's turned into a rumor? Turned into sure. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the deal. You're five years after Jedi. Mm-hmm. You've got this baby who's force sensitive and he's saying you want, I need to find this race of wizard, you know, this sorcerer warriors. Luke Skywalker is the Jedi Mm -hmm. five years after he is, he is the only Jedi. And it's how, how widely known is that? That's the question. But I mean, Mm -hmm. seriously, if you're looking for somebody to pawn off force baby off of, he's your only choice. Right, that, and that's so, true. So I think if it would be easy to have him show up, it wouldn't be a stretch by any means. But of course, then people would be like, "Well, how come in the Last Jedi you didn't? He didn't ask Yoda. Hey, I saw this little squirt that looked just like <laughs> you, you know." But yeah, I think I think that would be neat to see. But anyway, that would be crazy. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, but, very cool. But speaking of big time celebrities saying important things about star wars are you sitting down i am national treasure kanye west mm. <laughs> wait kanye in kanye west wait on, in on the on the prequels versus the sequels and it pisses him off that people would ever think that those corporate made disney movies would ever come close to touching something that george lucas did with the prequels and I mean, thank God that I know where he stands on that now. I've, <laughs> but in all seriousness, he is a genius. And so I've got to take him, take it at his word. But I'm surprised someone running for president has the time to weigh in on a Star hey, Wars dis- right. discussion. He's got a lot right? of shit going on right now. Well, yeah, that's his man. platform, the prequels or the sequels. That's the, that's the platform he's running. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I just thought it was curious that that he's talking about it but hey. yeah no and i put it in the show notes because what what's your take on it not on kanye if someone to, to ask you point blank prequels or sequels which one are you picking sequels okay sequels hell i pick sequels over the ot 
Bring it. Ooh, man. Yeah. Wow. You see Eric's eyes? Wow. <laughs> I don't even have to put CGI eyes. on this YouTube channel. His eyes just popped out like Roger Rabbit. How about you, Les? Wow. I will take the prequels. Ooh. Okay. And I will take the sequels. I will take the sequels. Well, let me just tell you why. I can give you a fairly short answer on sure. this. The, the directing style and the acting in the sequels is more real to me. It's easier yeah. to get immersed in the storyline. You're I'm less distracted by the technology of it. And not that George Lucas didn't do an amazing job. The prequels are great movies. Mm-hmm. The there's just something about the characters that I emotionally connect to more. This isn't a measure of okay, if I got out the the slide rule and determined which one were ones were the greater films. This gotcha. is how they felt. How did I feel watching them? And how I felt watching The Force Awakens versus how I felt when I saw The Phantom Menace in theaters mm-hmm. night and day. And that's okay. no fault of The Phantom yeah. Menace. It's just The Force Awakens was the the movie to bring the feels. And and I think it's that emotional part yeah. that makes me pick the sequels over the prequels. I get it. I totally understand that. Les, you were the only one that was wrong. Do you want to talk to us about why? (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. What I'll say is simply this. It gives us the most definitive origin story beginning to end of one of the most iconic villains in in pop culture, in in history. You mean Watto, right? I mean Vader. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we get get the ultimate... I mean, it is the most complete, obviously. It's start to mm-hmm. finish. You get a definitive story of how he came to be, what the finish. And you, and it ties every everyone else together, too. Instead of just, okay, now we just know this band of rebels. Now we know where they come from, and we know where they end, too. So it's just the groundwork that is laid there and how he was able to go back and basically tie it all up was, for me, is always going to make me want to pick those first. Just, it's- and watching that moment where the mask comes down and mm-hmm. it's Vader, you're just it's it's for me, that's always going to be an iconic moment in movies. And then right after when he gets off, when he off of his straps. No, yeah, no. I feel the pain. Well, you know what, though? Now, while you say that, I don't want to derail the whole show about this. No, but right. that is like a common beef with the sequel trilogy and specifically the Rise of Skywalker. And it's one of mine, too, is. Hmm the entire first six movies were about the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, you know, obviously the original trilogy was about Luke and his journey, but it was all related back to Anakin and Mm -hmm. Darth Vader Mm -hmm. and Kylo Ren being such like a Vader fanboy, And then being tempted by the emperor to like, take his power from him and have it handed to him what better time for anakin to have made an appearance saying this thing you're chasing is nothing but pain and Mm -hmm. and and agony you need to you need to turn aside they i feel like they missed an opportunity there because the entire entire thing was about anakin the whole time Mm mm-hmm Right. I agree. They missed but a I lot still of opportunities. Loved, I still loved the, the movies. But anyway. I do too. But yeah. anyway. So uh speaking of the sequel trilogy, 
John Boyega. Okay. And I'm trying to remember what this was in. Was this uh, Entertainment Weekly? That doesn't feel right. Uh, no, I, was, I think he was talking to Yahoo. That could be. Maybe that was it. You know, it was Entertainment ET Online. Oh, I'm sorry. ET Online. There you go. Yeah. You got it. So he said they were asked about Star Wars, and he said this. I don't know what's going on with Star Wars. Well, I'm alive. That's one thing. But it would depend on story and depend on if Daisy and Oscar are coming back. I wouldn't want to be running around by myself or anything. Oh, I should point out that he was asked if he would return to the mm-hmm. big G whiz. Good job, me. But I think I think that was a uh, given there in the in the in the quote. Yeah. Right. So that's a little bit of a turn considering, you know, I just assumed the answer would be not only no, but hell no. You see how quickly right. that, that change was? Yeah. It wasn't yeah. more than a month mm-hmm. where he completely yeah. flipped. You know, and I wonder, I don't know, man, myth is putting too much weight on the fandom's impact, but I wonder if part of it, you know, was the, the fan support for, you know, the, what he had to say that to know that the people that were watching the films really valued him as a person and as a character. And uh, if that may have softened it up a little bit, yeah, I don't know. Or, but either, either way, it's great to hear. Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Or, or his agent said, hey, wise up. Yeah. Somebody was like, yeah, that Star Wars money is pretty good <laughs> yeah. money. <laughs> yeah. Boy, yeah. there's been a lot of cases where it's like, right. man. An eight series Disney Plus, you know, even though he said that, yeah, he wouldn't eight, want that. Eight episode series. Yeah. yeah. Ewan McGregor's, I'm sure, going to be doing okay after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. I saw today King Tom had shared this. It was the oh. uh, Forces of Death. No, not. Yes. Galaxy, Galaxy of Adventures. Adventures. Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Now, was that new? Yeah, I think it just came out today. Oh. It, oh. oh. Dude, okay. there is something about the Galaxy of Adventures. If you're not familiar with it, you can find it on the Star Wars YouTube channel. Is it Star Wars Kids? Or maybe Star Wars Kids. Yeah, Star Wars Kids. Mm-hmm. And if, like, look for a playlist of the things. There are these short little deals where they use, it's all really cool animation, like slash cut style animation. And they, you know, use music and and like like audio clips from the the movies dialogue clips and but they'll repurpose them and use them in like interesting ways that are still applicable but not exactly what happened in the scenes mm-hmm. right dude they on the regular hit a home run with these they're like so as far good as the feels go, yeah they're very good very yeah, good awesome. and, they- and it's like if you need a short snapshot of why star wars impacts people so much they also have other ones that a lot of people kind of sleep on. Like they'll have, I don't want to say infographics, but they're videos of like, how many times does someone say yes or no? Or what, t- you know, show me every time a lightsaber is ignited throughout the movies. And it, they're just really cool compilation videos. Yeah. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Well, let's. this is pretty quick. It's only a minute. Let's watch together. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Let's do it. In a galaxy of adventures, Obi-Wan Kenobi is a legendary Jedi master. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now that's a name I've not heard in a long time. Him being there just looking out over the desert. <laughs> this is like what we're going to maybe see some of that, you know, him reflecting in the live action. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool, man. 
right? Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hmm. You're my only Dude, help. It's got goosebumps, man. Yeah. Oh, that just happened to wow. me. <laughs> Dude, him lighting up the saber outside. Uh, so just so you guys know, here's what we just saw. Okay. Go watch it. It's a minute long, but the 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 storyline of the thing is is it's it's old Obi-Wan standing in the desert looking out over the desert. And as he does, we keep seeing these scenes of what we assume he's thinking of and remembering at the time of him fighting side by side with the clones, of him taking on General Grievous, of him seeing Qui-Gon get killed, of him fighting Anakin. And then you see it cuts to right now and he sees the message from Leia. I think we're going to get some of this in the live action. That was cool, man. Thanks for bringing that up. I, I didn't even know that came out. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. something, man. That is something. So there we have it. I don't have anything else smart to say. Well, we got a couple of emails. Email from Avery. Hey, Araj, Eric, Boo, Les, and King Tom. Just wanted to say you guys I are was great. second. You were second. You're, yeah, you were second. <laughs> Thank you. That's what Boo gets for not being here. <laughs> Avery, love you. Just wanted to say that you guys are great and have done a spectacular job getting me through the hell that has been 2020. Thank you, man. That's uh, That means a lot. It's awesome. As someone who is a fellow Star Wars, Marvel, etc. nerd, your show presents the perfect outlet for geeks to be informed and entertained on all geek-related stuff. Tell King Tom to go easy on Tenet. No. It's, it's really very good. Tell Boo that I enjoy his bits and keep it up with the Naboo, and I enjoy the Lost Love, as it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Well, thanks, buddy. By the time you read this, you'll probably be preparing for Mandalorian Season 2 premiere, so here's my question for you guys. Do you think the child storyline will be resolved by the end of the season? Or do you think Lucasfilm will ride the train for as long as they can? Given her unfortunate comments, do you think Gina Carano, Cardoon, days are numbered? Talked about that a little bit. And finally, if Boba Fett shows up, do you think he will be a new foe for Din Djarin or a potential ally? Also, if you guys need something for trailer trash, look up Doc Soldiers, a movie about a squad of British soldiers who encounter a pack of werewolves on a training exercise in the Scottish Highlands. Wow, that actually sounds pretty cool. While it's a typical low-budget horror film, it's actually quite good, decently acted, and scared the hell out of me as a kid. I'll be covering this film on my own podcast for Halloween Spectacular this year. That's all for now. You guys are great. Keep on keeping on. Avery Lentz, creator, host of Battles and Banter Podcast. Cool. Uh, P.S. Rush Rocks, Beyonce's royalty. I love this guy. Avery, I love you. Yeah, definitely check out your podcast, buddy. It sounds pretty great. It's called Battles and Banter. Battles and Banter podcast. And we'll definitely check out that trailer trash sometime. Uh, It sounds like actually a good movie. Do you guys think, let's go with Avery's question here. Do you guys think we're going to get a storyline that's completed that's regards in regards to the child. I'm going to say no. And the reason I say that, and, and it's not necessarily about them riding the the gravy train, the money train, but I just think part of it is because there's so much story there to tell. Because when you think about the fact that we've got this infant of sorts, I don't know when their infancy really ends, of a species that we've only seen two others in the entire saga that are like one of the biggest question marks 
in the saga altogether, and that is whatever Yoda's species is, that's not something that w- you would expect to be able to be solved easily because the, right. the, the child is in an enigma, but also because there's just so much story potential. I don't think it's necessarily the money. I think it's just the potential to tell a great story. And uh, it would feel pretty quick if it wrapped up that soon. Yeah, I agree. To me. I think they're going to, not so much the money gravy train, like you said, the storyline gravy train is what they're going to try to extend as much as possible. Especially if all these other characters are going off doing their own sideshows. We're not going to have Ahsoka in, most likely, some of the characters that we're going to see in this season. We're not going to have them for season three. The storyline has to keep going. And we heard Giancarlo Esposito talk about how things progress and get crazier for season three and four. I don't think it ends this season. I think that they built, if not the whole show, at least the very first episode, the very first season around Baby Yoda. Um, you know, that's that's the quest we're getting to know the Mandalorian with. And I think that they probably had in mind this is going to be his journey on the show. And Baby Yoda has instantly become one of the most important Star Wars things we've ever gotten. His impact culturally and sales wise is amazing. Right. And yeah. they, they are able to yet yeah, we get Darth Maul and everything, but not everything is centered <laughs> around him. Right. Um, right. And they're able to walk that line. But I think story wise, baby Yoda is going to go for a while. The, the problem is I don't think there's an easy end for the, the baby Yoda part of it. You know, we, we were talking earlier, have a, you know, mix, drop him off with Luke Skywalker. Well, then that leads to the question, what happens to him between when the Mando ends and the last Jedi? Or That's a new, the, that's a new show, King Tom. That's right. like, that's Ch- Joni loves Chachi yeah. right there. I've, I've actually given that some thought, by the way, and what I think is something they could potentially do. And whether or not that's the case is, you know, who knows? It's complete speculation. But here's right. what I would do. If I were tasked with writing this story, because you can't, you can't have the, the child die. There's just no. 0% chance no of that way. happening. No way. You can't, you could have the Mandalorian die, mm-hmm. but you can't mm-hmm. have them get separated from each other and have the story continue at all. And that would be the end. So what, what I would do if I were writing this is I would have it to where he meets whoever, Luke Skywalker, somebody important who really understands this situation. And they, he tells him, you have to get this kid and get as far away from everything ever and get out into like the outer reaches where nobody has ever gone and ever goes. If you look at in Rebels, for example, Zeb, his entire race turned out to originally be from another planet that Mm -hmm. had to be navigated through in such a crazy way that you got to get him there. And then they just drop off the face of the earth. You know what I mean? They're just Mm -hmm. gone. They're out of universe. They live. Mm -hmm. He spent the rest of his days protecting this, this child as if he was his own. And then maybe, you know, fast forward 150 years after the events of the sequel trilogy, here he comes back and now he's a grown up, whatever species he is, the Mandalorian's long dead. 
and then you can have something you can do something with that character then but you're not going to be able to keep going back to it over his formative years and all that and have it work out in the timeline we have but that's yeah, what i'm gonna work. do yeah i think right. i think eric is absolutely right because you've established yoda as a character who lives what not yoda lives 900 years so his species obviously has that longevity and mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to have a, a big end game in mind. And I think bringing it back 150 years in the future, if it's episode 10 or something after that, I think yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah. Although, you know, 150 years, he'd be like a you know, late teen. So dick teenage Yoda. He, he, he'd be like, uh, <laughs> he'd be like Ben, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just be e- emoed out, baby. Kai, Kylo Yoda. You know what mm. they could do? All joking aside is because, you know, he and Din Djarin are are a clan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Is that he becomes a foundling and gets bigger and wears the armor. That's crazy. I was thinking that watching this last episode because that's pretty much what Din Djarin is. When he thinks he's dying, when he thinks he's dying, he says, take him and tell them that he's a foundling and they will take care of him. And so obviously he's projecting mm-hmm. himself as a child to right. the, the child, um, which was super cool. So, yeah, I, I thought of that, too. How crazy would it be if he grows up, wears the Mandalorian armor? He's just a little badass Mandalorian underneath there. That'd be rad. That'd be so crazy. <laughs> Les, what do you think? You think they're going to be done with the storyline? Nah, they're going to be riding together for a long time. So mm-hmm. I yeah, can I see at least two more seasons. Yeah. And I, I got no problem with that. None. And your question about Gina Carano, I think we touched base, we talked about it just a tiny bit because she wasn't in the Manic Mondays. Oh, did I say Manic Mondays? Yes. <laughs> yes. Man- it's just Man- another Mando, Mando Monday. Just Mando another Mando Mondays. Monday. Wish it was Friday so I can watch the show. Here's the thing, man. It's very disappointing that Gina Carano has shown herself to be who she is. And transphobia is terrible. And her unwillingness to even open up her mind a little bit of, I don't understand the situation, but I do understand that these people have been hurt by what I've said. Be enough of a human to to look past yourself and dig into why that is. Sometimes the, the best thing you can do is say, I'm sorry, I just don't understand, but I am sorry. You're right, I do not understand. And have that, dialogue about it. Admitting mm-hmm. ignorance is a lot different than just doubling down and being a complete asshole. And I think that, Mm -hmm. you know, something you've heard me talk about before is what shocks me because we were talking about future employability just a little while ago. Mm, Right. Is that if, if, if being a decent person is off the table for you for whatever reason, nope, just that's not going to work out for me. Be a decent human being. You say, no, no, at what point does like self-preservation not kick in and you say, you know, I should probably hold that in. Right. You know, just for example, I work at a church and I have certain political views and opinions that may not line up with what your typical Christian. But you know what I do? I just hold it in <laughs> because no good can come. Of me. <laughs> right. So right, right, it, right. You know what I'm saying? And it's no, I like, totally get it. I just think, first of all, she had an opportunity to walk it back. Mm-hmm. One of her co-stars tried to throw her a lifeline and she shit on it. Yep. And I think that alone, I mean, I love her, the character of Cara Dune. I think she's rad as can mm-hmm. be. 
And I think, you know, my kids thought she was super cool, especially Stella. But now it's like, I want to, you know, I hope she disappears fast. Yeah. And I don't think she will, but I hope she does. Mm -hmm. Because what I don't want anybody to have to do is explain why they decided to let this one go. Right. You know what I mean? I, yeah. No, I unless totally she were to come back and just beg for forgiveness. And you, you know, you understand what I'm saying. I, I just totally think get it. Her behavior is complete trash, man. Definitely disappointing. I think we're going to see a lot of her this season because she was one of the breakouts of mm-hmm. season one. Mm-hmm. And she didn't reveal her true self until last month or two right and by then everything was done production Mm -hmm. was wrapped on them so it's not like they could have made it you know written her off made a quick scene so hopefully it's it's not that like eric said i don't want to see her in the show hopefully they come to their senses and season three she gets lost looking for new alderaan or something right because i I love the character i gets lost don't like the actress Mm -hmm. 100 percent, and to get this chance of a lifetime to be on this show and this show has become, like King Tom said, not just Baby Yoda, but the show itself has become this pop culture, I don't know, this craziness. And to blow it and not to know to like keep your thoughts, especially those kind of thoughts, in your fucking head. That's well, her deal. That's her the ideal. The ideal situation is that you never close yourself off to looking at another point of view. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, I grew up in a town that was completely white and pretty racist. It, and they're racist people who have never seen another person that's not like them, you know? And that's, yeah. you don't have to stay that way your whole life. And if she mm-hmm. has an opportunity, that's the worst part of it is never assume that you're, you're too old to to learn something right and i oh anyhow. yeah no I, I hear you well let's end this thing with uh one last email we got an email from colton michael michael colton howdy sith listeners hope you all doing well and staying safe mando season two is upon us and i figured there'd be no better way to celebrate than with a prediction style naboo oh I, King tom i thought we were uh, we were good with the naboos i'll give you three statements the one you select as the Naboo is the one you think is the least likely to occur in season two. As usual, there are no right answers and no winners in this game. <laughs> accurate. Colton Michael, that is accurate itself. Statement number one. One of the rumored cameo characters, Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, Boba Fett, will appear in the first episode of season two. Statement number two. One of the big four protagonists, Mando, Grief, Kara, Cara Dune, or Baby Yoda, will die this season. Statement number three. We will discover that the people who were hiding Baby Yoda way back in the first episode of season one were actually protecting him from Moff Gideon, the Empire. Cheers, and I hope you all have a good and safe hollow weekend. Colton Michael slash Michael Colton. Thank you, buddy. You too. Hope you have a great hollow weekend. These are really great. So which ones do we think are the least likely to occur? I think number three is the least likely to happen then. I think that like one of the, one of the mains dying this season, as soon as you throw the the baby in, in that mix, it's like, nah, dog, but 
I suppose one of the others could. I would say that the least likely will turn out is that last one, even though that's the Mm -hmm. one that I think has the most legs. Okay. Because they they had him and they were plainly trying to keep him from Moff Gideon because it was Moff Gideon ultimately who that is correct sending these sending these uh, bounty hunters out there. That's true. Unless decided that he's like done with this, like he's like I'm not playing Nabu. I'm getting the hell out of here. Hey man, I feel that. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I I want to do that to myself every week. I wish I wish I thought of that last week. (laughs) (laughs) What are you thinking, Tom? Yeah, I think. I think it's number three. I love the idea. That's a great idea. Um, although if they were connected to a larger network, like the rebels or someone or the, the church of the, the force, you would think that the, after so many people coming for the baby, you think they would get him out of there and move somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a great concept, but I think that's the least likely to be seen on screen this season. Right, right. I honestly suspect that the subject of the people who had him in that first episode will never come up. Yeah. It's yeah. Done. It's done. You know. Well, thank you, Michael Colton, Colton, Michael. We really appreciate it. And Les, thanks for joining back and to the layer here. I know you didn't want to answer that Naboo question. We get it. Huh, huh. Uh, but yeah, um, I got out. I got out just in time. Yeah. Just in time. <laughs> I'm going to use that button. All right, Eric, thank you so much for running us through the uh, galaxy full of wars, buddy. I'm happy to do it, buddy. I love Star Wars, and I love you guys. And Star Wars loves you back. So do we. We miss Boo, though, don't we? Dude, we Uh, do, you know. And I actually, I I have a Naboo that I've been, that I prepared just for this occasion. Oh, please. Yes. If you'd like to. Absolutely. Let's do it. I've I've got three statements. I'm not going to qualify anything else about this. Okay. Okay. Number one. In the original Star Wars film, what we now know as A New Hope, the part of Luke Skywalker was actually filmed with George Lucas as the actor, and they just pasted Mark Hamill's face over him in post. Okay, but you didn't specifically say what they pasted it with. They pasted Mark Hamill's face over George Lucas's face. But with what kind of of adhesive, though? Like, muse, like... That musil next stuff. Yes, because Say this again, was long Tom? before this was long before Photoshop and whatnot. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 That's statement number one. All right. Statement number two. The original actor they had hired to play Obi Wan Kenobi was not Alec Guinness, but some other dude, and the reason that they had to get Alec Guinness in there is because when he fired up that lightsaber, when Luke fired it up in the hut, he accidentally killed the guy with it. Okay. That's number two <laughs> and number three. <laughs> okay, well, it, uh, number two, it wasn't filmed in a hut. It was filmed in a studio. There it is. Okay. Well, okay. Let, let, let's just say <laughs> that's not the part. That's the question. That's not the trick. We're and staying number on brand three. right now. We're staying on brand. Number three. If the Death Star hadn't been destroyed mm. at the end of that movie, its next target was Earth. So thank goodness for that. Well, is it, are you talking about Battlestar Galactica or are you talking about Star Wars? Uh, Earth 2? <laughs> you heard what I said. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go with <laughs> number one because you, you gave me the details of the adhesive. Mm. And I know that's something that Boo would normally pick to screw us with. Well, surprise, mm. the correct one was actually number four, 
that I never said. And that was that uh, Liam Neeson was the guy who played Qui-Gon Jinn. I don't think we need Boo back. Oh, well, we, Boo sent us a wow. voicemail. I haven't listened to it. I'm hoping it's not a Naboo, but I can't guarantee it, King Tom. So here we go. Oh, here we go. Hey, guys. Uh, you know, I just couldn't leave you guys without a Naboo, even though I'm not there. Oh, but I'm going to make a special one. This is a Halloween-themed Naboo. You know, I couldn't, uh, couldn't let go of the chance to annoy you guys even more. So let's get uh. it started. Statement number one. Psycho was the first American film to feature a toilet and a toilet being flushed. Statement mm. number two. Final Destination is based on an episode of The X-Files. Mm-hmm. Statement number three. The original title thought uh, for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was Head Cheese. <laughs> okay, pause it here, and then mm. I'll give you the answer in about five seconds. Well, there is that one scene in Citizen Kane where he says, I gotta go take a dump. And he goes and moans Rosebud for a few hours. Rosebud! He was constipated. Yes. <laughs> that was in the deleted scene, though. I don't think it made the, yeah. the cutting room A floor. sled is a stupid mascot. <laughs> <laughs> Little Parks and Rec humor there. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm gonna say number one. Okay, which one's Naboo? I'm gonna say that the second one. This is typical book. The one that sounds like it would be is probably the not the one that it really is. So I'm going to say number two, the Final Destination. I don't think it was a part of X Files. What was the X Files spinoff? It wasn't the Y Files. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, no, it was the uh, it was the it was the the conspiracy theory guys. But I can't think of right. what, what they were called. What the Lone Final, Gunman. Yeah, what if Final Destination was a spinoff of that show? That's, that's very that's... possible. See, that's very possible. What was uh, it? Weren't the, was it, was their show the Lone Gunman? Was that what it was called? That Gunsmoke. doesn't feel right. Gunsmoke. Okay, I'm going with number two. Oh, man, I I feel like it's the Psycho one somehow. Okay, he's going to say it, they didn't flush it or something. The, the, yeah, that that was exactly. Maybe the Psycho one. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe what was the third one again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the third one again? Third one was uh, head cheese. Head cheese. I could buy that because they were butchers. Right, mm-hmm. the Lone Gunman yeah. was the show. By the way, I'm gonna go with statement number one. Well, I'm gonna tell you I why. Think the shower was the only thing that was. Used. After every episode of Nabu, I feel like <laughs> after every episode, somebody should be going, "Who hurt you? <laughs> Who hurt you?" <laughs> <laughs> I want to say number two, but part of me also thinks number one, and it's the shower. Not I think. Yes, I think right. it was the shower too. Yeah, some bullshit like that. Here we go. All right, I'm going to pause it right there for a second because it's really interesting, Boo, that you tell me to pause it and then you wait another fucking five, ten seconds. If I'm pausing it, just give me the fucking answer. All right, here we go. Hopefully he hasn't unpaused it by now. The correct statement is number two. It is based off of an episode of The X-Files, but it was never made. Got you. <sighs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck oh, you. Wait, 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 wait. So wait, it was minute, based on the X Files. If it was X-Files never made, that means it's not an episode made. of the X Files. And it's yeah, it's not an episode. It's not an episode it, of the X Files. 
Uh, wow. From far away distances, you fucking <laughs> yeah, still, still screw us. us. <laughs> Damn. Oh, well, thank you, Boo, for that. Your presence is still with us. He so, said you know, gotcha I was, at the end. Did you hear that? Yeah, he <laughs> said gotcha. Gotcha. I was wondering if he was going to say that the reason that the actress was screaming in the shower wasn't because she was being stabbed, but because somebody flushed the toilet and all the cold water was so, gone. No, I thought it was just somebody took a really mean shit and she's like, fuck, and that's awful. Okay, well. let's let's move on here. Lumberjack Nick. Hey, y'all. This week's scary recommendation is a well-known flick called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hedgies. <laughs> or Hedgies. Yeah. I avoided this movie like COVID because of the amounts of gore I assume this movie must host. Well, I'm here to tell you that there isn't an ounce of blood in this flick. The director was aiming for a PG rating. Is this an Abu? I'm a Nick. It's definitely an R rating, but most of its intensity comes from juxtaposing quiet moments with loud moments similar to a quiet place. There's also some genuine funny moments with straight up vaudeville comedy routines featuring a hammer. The OG Texas Chainsaw Massacre gets the Lumberjack acts of approval. Lumberjack Nick. Well, hey man, I remember Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's amazing that it didn't have any blood in it. I did not know that at all. But that was a horrifying film because I know that it was based on true events. And back then, based on true events meant based on true events, not like That's now. Right, not like based now. on true events could be based on like an Naboo. episode of X Files <laughs> that didn't <laughs> come out. Yeah. yeah, like Naboo, King Tom. So I think that's one of the scariest movies I've seen back in the day. I was scared shitless of Bubba and his buddies. They're just creepy, man. It's the worst. So the very first Texas Chainsaw Massacre had no blood in it. No blood in it. Not, thought... not, not a not a drip of blood. No, 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 no. When when what's his name cuts himself in the van, no blood. Is it is it Reaper? Yeah, he takes the razor across his arm. It says not an ounce of blood. Maybe that was less than an ounce. And then he swipes Straight the other guy in the wheelchair. Lumberjack Nick. Well, thank you, Lumberjack Nick. I hope you have a great Halloween and keep these films coming. Is the trailer really bad? I don't remember being that bad. I thought it was pretty freaky. Leather Leatherface is real freaky. Now, uh, are you guys big on Texas Chainsaw Massacre too? I, the, the McConaughey I one? I saw it. Yeah, I saw that. That's not McConaughey. No? That's Dennis Hopper. Yeah, Dennis Hopper's in it. And Which Hopper, one was the one with McC- McConaughey and another A-lister? That was uh, Renee Zellweger. Aha. Uh-huh. And that's like number four. With McConaughey, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> there's a scene where Dennis Hopper, he's going after these people. He's got his personal vendetta against him. And he goes to the chainsaw mm-hmm. store and he's trying them out. And these, <clears throat> the guy's like getting all weird watching him. Well, anyway, he shows up at the house or whatever, wherever it is. And he says, boys, 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 you never should have been doing this, which was a great line all in all. But then he goes, I'm, I'm the Lord, Lord of the Harvest. harvest. And the leader of the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy goes, what's that? that? Some sort of. Some new health food box. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it's so weird to have that random crap in a movie. That's, uh. The premise is so gross and disgusting. Oh, it's awful. The second one was, uh, it was still pretty cool because, yeah, the first one was terrifying. The second one, you were like, hell yeah, there's a hero. And it's like Dennis Hopper is like kicking ass and. Isn't oh, he yeah. wielding two chainsaws at one yes. point? I never saw He's the like second one. Dual wielding two chainsaws, just going crazy. I think Courtney Cox is the. Uh, am I wrong? No, that's the Bruce Springsteen video. Hey, baby. 
<laughs> it's easy to get him confused. Mm-hmm. No, there was a, the, I can't remember who the actress was, but it's like at a radio station and she's wearing these real short cutoffs and Leatherface is there and he like is sexualizing the whole chainsaw thing. Yeah. That, and that, she's, that was, uh, and it, it was very disturbing, man. Yeah. That sounds bad. That sounds really bad. Well, let's get into some pop culture stuff and some uh, some news out there. No time to die. Did you guys hear about this? King Tom, you're a big James Bond fan. Yep. That they were thinking about selling No Time to Die to Netflix for $600 million. Now, they're, they're saying that those were just rumors and we we're never going to do that. But it was in The Hollywood Reporter and people said it was pretty close. They were trying to do Netflix $600 or sell to Apple. They're trying to do a bidding war on it. And I thought that was really interesting and how this could be the wave of the future for films, especially if they know they're not going to make anything in the movie theater. Crazy. Uh, And I think Rashad in one of the DM groups, in the Bad Motivators DM group, I think said something like, Apple should absolutely jump on this because they they need subscribers. And this is one way for them to get subscribers. Kind of like Star Wars fans going crazy and signing up for Disney Plus because of The Mandalorian. I think it would be one way to, for these services to get subscribers because as far as I, as far as I know outside of the Mulan experiment most experiment most of them have not tried doing a pay-per-view or premium viewing type thing. So really the most way to make money off of this would be to try and make it through subscriptions, but I don't know to me that's like a again I'm not I don't have this much money, I'll never make this much money in my life. Uh, that's not a 100 or that's not a 600 million dollar question that's like a 100 to 200 million dollar question yes uh so well, if, because well because that's what the profits will be by the time they're done with it right so yeah they ha- they have to do something with that movie and and there there are a whole bunch of blockbusters that were made for this year that they're either going to have to wait on like you're seeing the marvel movies wonder woman get pushed back or i guess they're get you know sony must be getting very impatient to try and do something like this because I don't I don't think there's any way Netflix makes six hundred million dollars off of that. I totally agree. I think that Apple could make somewhere around there just because I don't right. think they have a lot of subscribers. But Nef- right. Netflix is already at a ce- at a pretty high ceiling, I would imagine. Right. I think we've talked. Maybe it was even Boo who said this. Where probably not. Maybe not. In the future, you're going to see only a certain class of movies at the movie theater, mm-hmm. like the big money blockbusters, um, and then. Everything else in the tier below that, down to independence, are going to be right. digital video. And something like this would work better for those second and lower tier movies. Uh, but I don't but, know that James right Bond na- movie. Right now, we're going to get all tier movies mm-hmm. going this route. And if yeah. they need to recoup their money quickly for investors, mm-hmm. this is something that they might just do. I, I know, know Marvel and Disney probably, well, they can do what they did with Milan, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't see them racking in six hundred million dollars. No, for they're, Black Widow. You right, know they're I mean? waiting. They're better off waiting till next year. That's right. But Marvel's other studios gonna, are going to get desperate. Yeah, Marvel's going to have three movies coming out in twenty twenty one. Marvel is. I thought they weren't going to do anything. No, <laughs> that, that's that's. You're listening to the wrong people there. Damn it, the whim. You're a liar. Oh, you're a liar and a fraud, a fibber and a fake. Creed three. The reason I want to talk about this is because Michael B. Jordan might be directing Creed 3, which is pretty cool. This was uh, came out of Deadline, and I guess when he made Creed 2, Coogler told him, hey, 
I'm, you're going to direct the Creed film. And this one might be the one. I thought we'd talk about that a little bit. That was kind of cool. I loved Creed 1. I loved Creed 2. Love Michael B. Jordan. I have a question for all of you guys for Michael B. Jordan later on in the podcast when we talk about some Marvel stuff. I'd like to see him do that. You know what? Let's jump into some of the Marvel stuff and comic book stuff. Green Lantern, HBO Max show. Les, are you excited about this or what? I'm excited, but um, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Jon Stewart is going to be in this at all. That's one thing I wanted to talk to you about. So Green Lantern, the show is officially moving forward. This was announced a while mm-hmm. back from HBO Max. So that's when the first day they announced HBO Max. But these are the lanterns that are going to be in it. Alan Scott, yeah. Guy Gardner, Simon Baz, Je- Jessica Cruz, as well as Lantern Sinistro and yeah. Kilowog. So these are the ones. No John Stewart. And do you think there's no John Stewart? Because how can you there's leave no, John Stewart? Wait, there's no Kyle Rayner or Hal Jordan either, right? Right. What I'm asking you hmm. is, do you think it's because they're saving them for film? Now, I would say yes, because if you... Because how can you leave it, them out? But if you think about it, even though the, the DCEU is all shattered, there's no Green Lantern out there. The ring floated away. And I mean, there's plenty of time, chosen one, but there's still plenty of time to choose one soon. And they could actually introduce one in Flashpoint. So, I mean, there's maybe they are saving them. Hopefully they are. That's weird yeah, that the top that. three lanterns right, that's what made, aren't there. Makes no but sense. It is, I mean, it's cool to get Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz for sure. And uh, Guy Gardner's all right. All right. So you're happy about this, obviously. Well, it's cool. Yeah, we get a yeah. Green Lantern Corps movie. I mean, show. So, yeah. Yeah, very cool. I said we're going to talk about Michael B. Jordan. It became quicker than, than I thought. Now that some time has passed with the passing of Chadwick Boseman, is there any way you see Michael B. Jordan taking over Black Panther's role in a storyline that brings Killmonger back? Because he was kind of redeemed at the end of it. Like he figured it out by the end of the film. Is there a way to bring him back? I'm just thinking how great it would be for him because knowing how much respect he had for Chadwick Boseman and vice versa for him to take over. I, I just can't see anybody else taking over that, that character. And I would be okay with Michael B. Jordan taking over that character. So I wanted to get your guys take on this. Everybody's, di- everybody's that digesting. I want to go first. I'm still thinking about it. Yeah, that's fine. Well, okay. What I, I, I'm going to say is this. I don't know if you should try to find a way to quote, bring Killmonger back. I think if you're just going to go for it, you might as well just say, this is the new T'Challa. Just rip and, the Band-Aid. We and all have, know what and this have is. Michael, and have Michael B. Jordan be it? Yes. And just, boom. If you're going to do that, if you're going to find a, if you're going to even think about it, hmm. I think you just kick the door in and go, listen, everybody, this is who we're going with going forward. Great respect for Chadwick. Who better to step up and take this over and become the new Black Panther? And these are the stories that we're going to tell with that, that for me, instead of trying to find it, I mean, they probably could. Because they were brothers, correct? They have the same blood. No, no, correct? no. They're, they're cousins. They're cousins. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're cousins. cousins. That's right. They're cousins. So as, Sir, as, as, far as, the was, MC, as far as the MCU goes, they're cousins. Mm. Ultimately, yeah. I mean, I could see that maybe uh, he when he was when they buried him, maybe uh, the, the herb or something. The, something. They can figure, you know how it they is. Can they can pull that kind that. of thing. Yeah. But as far as like actually digging up Killmonger and saying, okay, he was redeemed to the end and he went through something, some type of change while he was dead. I mean, 
No, no, maybe I, I, I could I, buy that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying <clears throat> find Marvel's very good at finding ways to tell stories, obviously. Find a way to make it work where you bring him back as a character. I think it'd be too confusing for people to see Black Panther in the verse one, and then all of a sudden Killmonger, the villain from the first movie, is going to be the actual I, guy I think, that takes the realm. I, I think that Black Panther holds such a special place in fans' hearts that they would understand. If you just said, listen, we're going to go forward with this in a couple years, and we're going to ask Michael B. Jordan to take the role. I, really I would think, I would understand. I would love it. I would think that. And I mean, I understand the confusion, but again, this is this is Chadwick Bozeman we're talking about. Look at what's going on out there still. The tributes that are being paid by other comic companies and you know, just people in general. Like, you know, he's a major loss. It's a big shocking loss. So I think that because of the prevalence of that, you can still reach the hearts and minds of people when it comes to saying, Look, this is what we feel like we should do. And I think I, people will be on board. I agree. I agree, man. I would be on board 100%. I can't think of anybody else that could step in those shoes and and do a job like Chadwick Boseman other but than They just need to let some more time job. pass. We need to just let Oh yeah, some yeah, yeah. It's not going to be anytime soon. I'm yeah, just saying just because you can't go on some other movies and yeah. figure it out later, yeah. Yeah, cuz the the character's coming back. The character's too important not to come back. So <clears throat> mm-hmm. Right. I think that less hit it right on the head. You you don't want to have the person not be T'Challa. That's that's not the answer here. And it's I think it would devalue the story and devalue what Chadwick Boseman did to it did with the character. You just sit on it and then come back. It's not a reboot, but but the reality of it is is that he's gone. And to honor that legacy by picking up the like building on the foundation that he laid, but not try to spin a whole bunch of crazy crap because it doesn't need it. It doesn't. And so you're okay with Michael B. Jordan stepping in? Yeah. I mean, it would be a little confusing, but here's the deal, man. Anybody who it really means something to will know what's going on. Anybody that it doesn't mean something to will just assume, oh, well, it must be the dude with the other dude and the, you know, mm-hmm. something happened. They won't care enough for it to, matter to them you, you know what I, and i don't mean that negative way but you understand what i'm saying they're right. just on the surface right. level they won't care enough to be like oh something must have happened and this guy you know and i think that's that's what you do with it i remember when when carrie fisher passed away there was rumors that meryl streep wanted to reprise the role mm-hmm. the last mm-hmm. film because they were best friends um and people like shot that down like right instantly yeah well and i'll tell you why i think that is 30 years of yeah, being in yeah, the role. Yeah, it's, it's iconic. And I yeah, think I that right there is the deal. It wouldn't um, have worked. It definitely No, worked. it wouldn't have. But this is a, in in my opinion, it's a different circumstance. It's I agree. a different scenario. You know, if Black Panther, if Chadwick Boseman playing T'Challa was a, a 30 year commitment, or even let's say a four movie commitment, this would be a different answer possibly. But the, everything is still so fresh. The character is still so fresh to the cinematic viewer. That's as much as it sucks. You've got an opportunity here that you wouldn't have if this had happened 10 years from now. You know what I mean? Or you have options, not an opportunity. You have options that you wouldn't have. And it's no matter what, it sucks. No matter what. And yeah, but yeah. you but I think ripping the bandaid off and just being like, look, here's what here's the reality of what we're forced to do. This character is so powerful that we don't want to 
try to to put the spin on it and leave it with that. And Marvel's done this before, by the way. They they did it with War Machine. Different that circumstances. Very, different circumstances. Very yeah. yeah. But I'm saying they have switched characters, and they did right. it with Hulk, by the way. Something like this, though, and because the real world circumstances were different. Those movies, they were going ahead and making those movies anyway. With this, I think you need more time. And I don't think you try to change the story to make it anyone being the Black Panther other than T'Challa, other than Shuri. I think these she's the oh. only other person wow. or only other character who could be the Black Panther other than T'Challa. But if you're going to have T'Challa continue to be the Black Panther then you need to recast and that's better than cut because while there have been other characters in the comics with the mantle of the black Panther T'Challa is the one it's most identified with. And I think that's what you have to stick with. So recasting is going to be something that they're, they're going to have to do at some point and it's, it's not going to be easy. And Michael B. Jordan, Chadwick Boseman, they were very good friends. They had a lot of respect mm -hmm. for each other. As long as Jordan's fine with it, as long as the Bozeman family is fine with it, I don't hate this as much as I did a few minutes ago when you first posed the question. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and then some people are going to hate it, no matter what. Yeah. There's not going to be a win-win. It's not going to be a win-win situation at all. Uh, nobody is going to be I, a bunch of fans that don't like it. The, way. My question is, and I'm not the person to answer this, the first Black Panther meant so much move so, so much to black audiences would they open up to 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 doing this to to this kind of change to to a sequel under these circumstances i i think that, I, I mean less can speak to this better than i than i can but i didn't mean to put you on the spot less but that's, no no I, but less i will uh, say that i think they have to keep doing this. I think he's such an important character and it's such an important character for children who have seen the, a new role model that they can't just stop it. That's my take. Well, but what I would say is this, then that means it should open it up for anyone, for any other actor. You know, uh, <laughs> Elon Noel is a good character. He's the guy that's, uh, he was in the first Purge. He's the hero in that movie. Um, there's uh, Trevante Rhodes is uh, another hot name, you know? Yeah. There's other guys that could come in and, and take that role over. And I think as far as the community would go, they would more than likely be okay with that. But I kind of agree with King Tom mm -hmm. as far as uh, if, why not give Shuri the chance and see what they can do with that first, you know, or go with Michael B. Jordan, or they can open it up to other people. At this point, yeah. we have to move forward. I, I don't want to say at this point, but at some point, we have to. We all have to understand what this is, you know. It's cool discussion. Appreciate. Or you, you know what? Maybe that's it. Maybe we don't ever get Black Panther again. Which I think it's a mistake. Of course, but you know, what if that's you just get this one classic, iconic milestone, and in some cases, it's a bitter pill to swallow. But that could be on the table, man. Right. Unless you're going in and out like crazy. Yeah, I don't know. maybe it's your internet. You play you you game though, right? And you game yeah, fine. Good. Yeah, it's all good. I don't know what's Yeah, but today. it's Monopoly. Yeah, he's <laughs> just playing. He's he playing needs dial up connection. He's playing so he's, it's solitaire. I'm playing spider. He's playing pitfall. Mine I'm playing minesweeper. Minesweeper. We've all been yeah. there. <laughs> Dude, pitfall rule. <laughs> oh, I, 
Oh, it's the best game ever. Was let me ask you this. Speaking yeah. of pitfall, was yeah. there an end to it? Like, was there an ultimate goal that you could reach, or did you just go for 20 minutes? Because that was the time limit. I think there was an end. Yeah, I think there was an end. Well, I never got to that end, so I, I actually I, I can't tell you. <laughs> I didn't either, because you know the secret was the the tunnels. Yeah, the mm-hmm. tunnels would cut off time, and if you knew how they went, because the mm-hmm. worst was going down one and going for a real long way and finding a dead end. Oh, it's the but, worst. But dude, I played that so many hours and would go the full twenty minutes, and you'd be done, and I never found an end to it. Yeah, I never got. I'm gonna look that up to, right now. Yeah, look it up. This is the I'm, important mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Such a good game. For all you millennials uh, listening, the Pitfall was a great arcade game for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. <laughs> And the sound effects were fantastic. I think it was an 8-bit. <laughs> it was like a 2-bit. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, like 6. We got an email from Kyle, and this leads into our next subject here. Hi, Araj and gang. Please tell me you are going to talk about Oscar Isaac being cast as Moon Knight on this <laughs> week's episode. Can't wait to hear you hear a full breakdown of this news and get Hazelnut's opinion on this. Cheers, <laughs> Kyle. Kyle, we are. We're going to talk about it right now. Oscar Isaacs cast as Moon Knight. We've been talking about Moon Knight on this podcast for three years because King Tom Les, if I remember correctly, they really like this character. (laughs) Is this the character that's very, very violent? He has had storylines that have touched on violence, yes. He's he's a, a, a lot of people consider him... Marvel's version of Batman, I wouldn't say that. Um, I'd say in in some respects, he's a rich guy who's a crime fighter, but he has actual powers that are given to him sometimes by the Egyptian god of the moon, Honshu. Bless you. Thank you. You know, he has a he has a chopper pilot sidekick. I also believe he has, I don't want to say PTSD, but some sort of, of of mental illness. Oh, okay. Which is a like a, a split personality where sometimes he is totally guided by the Egyptian god and other times he's himself. Okay. And that's an element that comes up in the comics. Uh but there there have been runs that have been I would say more violent or more dark than other. Okay, so I think I got him confused with Lobo then because one of the characters is very very crazy violent. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lobo is Okay, so it's Lobo is the one that's because I remember there was one character you guys were saying that you don't know if they can do on a streaming network because the character is so crazy. But Moon Knight is not that character. Moon Knight can be done on Disney Plus and they can do it well. I think it would have the tone of a Jessica Jones show. Okay. Well, Jessica Jones was a little little adulty. If I... But it was still Marvel. I mean, Les might feel differently. Wait, wait. The only reason I'm saying that is because they said it's going to be on Disney Plus. And I don't mm-hmm. see shows on Disney Plus being like Jessica Jones. Oh, you mean with like sex scenes and stuff like well, that? Well, violence, adult sex, yeah, that kind well, of thing. Well, violence will be there, but you think it won't be as gory or bloody, mm-hmm. but it'll be violent. But I could see it being more like just dark, like a film noir, noir. yeah, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, because I could see Oscar Isaacs just acting the hell out of Mark oh, I, I love him. Just yeah. acting, yeah. the just acting full on masterclass. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool to just see him, you know, the, the, like, like a, he was saying not so unhinged, like King yeah. Tom was saying, you know, not just a little bit together. And yeah, Oscar Isaacs can play on the brink. He's really good at playing like guys on the brink of going over. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't know much about Moon Knight. I think the character looks really cool. 
I think he's an amazing actor. And now all of a sudden, think <clears throat> about his resume with comic book films and franchises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like it. Like who else has been in X-Men, Star Wars, Marvel? I don't know much about the character, but they got an A-lister to play him on a Disney Plus show, which is I think- fantastic. A month or so ago, there were rumors that he was going to be played by Keanu Reeves. And yeah. I like that, but I like this a lot better. I saw some people were disappointed that Keanu wasn't picked, but I bet you they have something else for him. Mm-hmm. Marvel's going to pick him up for something Yeah, else don't worry. Yeah, too. they got, yeah, they, if anything, they'll have a role for him for sure. Right. They've been asking for a Moon Knight for a while. Yeah. This is, this is mm-hmm. something that the fans and the, and the, he's been the one that people have been calling for to become, to become the next. Uh, series or at least be brought to life in some way so mm-hmm. yeah and hey man Lo- lobo is dc Raj. just yeah i know lobo is dc first no, of all I'm you're, saying, you're, I'm not first saying, of all you I'm were not, gone you were gone for about five minutes not, because you're on dial-up I'm i was not, saying that back scolding you dude i'm not scolding you i'm just saying i get that he's dc what i was saying is there was a yeah. character that you guys said but wasn't king tom obviously because right. he hates DC. It must have been you, Les. <laughs> you said that it would be tough for them to replicate in a live streaming show because he's so crazy and so fucking violent. Yes. Yeah. So that's what but I was But they saying. did bring him to life. He did. But thanks he was for in, coming back to the Sith list. I appreciate it. He was it. in uh, Krypton. So he appeared in Krypton. So. so Pitfall did have an end. The goal okay. was to collect 32 treasures. And it, the game ended when you got all 32 or 20 minutes elapsed or you lost all three lives. And the tunnels, each screen of tunnel skipped past three. It was three regular screens long. Oh, my gosh. So that's the only way to get through it on time. And you just had to know which tunnels to hit. Because mm-hmm. you could take Love a tunnel it. and skip some, but then you might miss the treasure that was uh, on one of those screens. Those little snakes. Mm-hmm. With a little tongue slip. Oh, the worst. And you could have 114,000 points was the perfect score. Wow. I yeah. always got right below that. I got seven <laughs> points. Yeah. So close. Yeah. Dude, that was back when uh, you could, they would have a thing where if you took a picture of your screen, of your score, if you got over a certain amount and sent in a picture of that with some money, you could get a whatever. I remember wow. that being a thing. Like a t-shirt or something? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I beat Pitfall. Yeah. And on Pitfall, it was 20,000. You had to get above 20,000. Very cool. I Thank you for taking ch- a picture of it with my mom's camera. But you don't, you don't know until you get the picture back and you find out that like the exposure is all wrong. And, oh. and you used to have to like, turn off the lights in the room and turn the flash off or something? Yeah. Where's Boo? He would say, what's Flash? What's Pitfall? Oh, you mean the guy who runs what's real fast? Pitfall? Yeah. What's an Atari? <laughs> Three yeah. statements. You had to get 31 treasures to beat the game. Yeah, that would be the Nabu edition. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Anything Uh, else? Oh, Shang-Chi, right? King Tom? Shang-Chi has wrapped filming. I think this is just the the first. They might do reshoots. I don't, I haven't heard if there are, but I believe they shot most of it in Canada also. And that Mm -hmm. is the third Marvel movie in the next few Marvel movies. We have Black Widow, then Eternals, then Shang-Chi. That's a lot of stuff coming out. Or did they switch around Shang-Chi and Eternals? Yeah, I think they pushed back Eternals a little bit. Okay, so then it, Shang-Chi would be Shang-Chi the next after and then Eternals afterwards. Black Widow. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, King Tom, for that <laughs> KT bit. 
All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to episode number 120, 220. I don't fuck. It's somewhere in there. Just numbers. I appreciate it. We were, it's a lot. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to numbers. We really appreciate it. And uh, Boo, we, we missed you, kind of. And, you know what? I uh, did miss Boo, man. Yeah. In all seriousness. Yeah. You don't know what you have till it's gone. Didn't, wasn't there a song like that? Or I don't know. Oh, I was going to push my piano out on the beach and sing a song about that. Oh. Is that Elton John? No, it's Cinderella. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, you're right. And Tom Kiefer has that piano out on a beach, and he's like, I thought you were referring to I'm Still Standing by Elton John, because I think he was on a beach. I don't know if he had a piano, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Well done. Well that done. That was good. Mr. Strothers, where can people find you listening to Elton John? <laughs> you know what, man? Come out and see my band play sometime. That'd be neat. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Eric Strathers to find out about that and uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 and my other podcast, The Bad Motivators. And a little Taylor Swift. Throw us Taylor Swift. Don't just like you forget about Taylor Swift because of oh, Red dude. Dead, Eric. I, did, I just on. assume that's a given. But yeah, and Taylor Swift. I there love it is. Her. Mr. Tom Chansky, where can people find you researching about Lobo? <laughs> for all the listeners out there because i you probably wouldn't have heard any of those noises because <sighs> i've take them out <laughs> crunch crunch is more likes to click while he's on our podcast likes to go on the internet mm. and browse Surfing, the world wide yep. web he's just out there looking up probably fights or something i don't know what the hell he's looking at but all you hear throughout this whole podcast all i hear was click 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 so when I'm editing, it adds an extra like 45 minutes yes. for me to find those yes. clicks. And I've already told him once, hmm. but Les doesn't give a fuck. The next podcast you'll hear after this one, Les will edit that one. And you'll see how great of quality that podcast is. Mr. Gonzalez, where can people find you? On Twitter at LesIsMore78. Now you do know that King Tom never said anything. Yeah, I know. I'm going back clicks. to him. I'm going back to him. It was a segue okay. and I'm coming back to him. <laughs> Now, King Tom, I noticed that I didn't say what you were supposed to say. King Tom, where can people find you? Tom Chansky on Twitter and Patreon shows for Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, and The Bad Motivators. There you go. Thank you, King Tom. I apologize for... (sighs) Boo, where can people find you? Fuck off, Boo. You're not... (laughs) Three statements. One, on Twitter, (laughs) at Eric Strathers. Two, on Facebook. At Araj Dilat Shahi. And three, that's whatever his Twitter handle is. God damn it. At the Sithless Boo. At the Sithless Boo, except there's three O's. <laughs> well, two of them are O's. One of them is a zero. <laughs> a lowercase zero. <laughs> a lowercase zero. <laughs> hey, By the way, with- Boo, you're, you're not here, so this is perfect. Congratulations on your Los Angeles Dodgers winning the World Series. It's the last time I'll tell you. <laughs> catch you next week <laughs> we apologize this is a bit of shit show but we apologize and we'll catch you next week on episode number 222 deuces are wild as Vince Scully said bringing it full circle of the Sith list
Anything else anybody want to talk about? Les, you want to talk about DC or Marvel or, or how I don't know characters from either or? 
I wasn't scolding you. How you're still clicking your mouse every five seconds and takes me another hour and a half (laughs) to take those clicks out. I'm sending you messages through Morse code if you actually take the time to listen. (laughs) Yeah, it says, I'm fucking you, Raj. I try to be quiet when I have to click my mouse to look something up. Yeah, I know. Do you know why, Eric? Because you edit. (laughs) That Dude, that's amazing what that does to people. One Mr. Dallas Wood greatly changed his. (laughs) Oh, you had him edit? Well, he edits his Patreon show. Uh, oh, okay. I'm going to have called, less edit. It's called something Patreon like show. Drunktastic Challenge or something. <laughs> oh. What? <laughs> I'm done uh, with this. Got you.